0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax—the way car buying should be.
1: Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast
0: with Dan Wetzel.
1: I just want to go back to one thing. You said you called like sixty, you're, you know, like sixty people you care about in your life, yeah. Text them. I, was, yeah. I, I did not get a text. <laughs> <about>
2: <laughs> 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 and SIs Pat. Morning. Sam will be back from his Caribbean island. We'll be back. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. He's off suntanning and whatever he's doing. Probably eating healthy, even on vacation, doing yoga or something. Of course. God. And here's Dan. All right, welcome to the podcast. 33% better because Pete is not here. <laughs> <laughs> Addition by subtraction. You're in for a treat, people. Charles Robinson, our NFL colleague at Yahoo, said last night, he was like, what do you mean Pete's not going to do it? When I told him, what if I'm listening just for Pete? I see you'd be <laughs> the only one. <laughs> Pete's audience of one will be disappointed. The- Charles was outraged. I was like, you get what you pay for. This <laughs> thing's
2: free. <laughs> the hundreds of thousands of other <laughs> listeners will be pleased and gratified by our 33% improvement. Pete's already scanning off-season uh, weightlifting uh, sessions,
1: cross-fit training at uh, Oklahoma State. They got, you know, or something like that. The O-line's up 8% in their quickness.
2: Oh, all right. Cone drill. Cone drill. Look good in the cone <laughs> drill. First
1: winter workout. Yeah. I do want to start with Kobe Bryant. And obviously, Kobe Bryant never played college sports. But Kobe Bryant, uh, I don't know, hard not to to start with him. This week, I got to say on Sunday when the when the news hit, I think most of the listeners know I'm sort of a matter of fact guy. I certainly was not, I would not have predicted, there's no way to predict that Kobe Bryant's going to pass away, but I was not, would not have predicted that I was taken aback to the level that I was. It just felt terrible. And then as as the word came out of the, you know, nine people and, and the kids and, and his daughter, uh, Gigi. Uh, it just uh, cast a pall over over kind of everything in sports this week. I think uh, you know as that's I'm at the Super Bowl. and We're going to talk definitely try, tie this through the Super Bowl a little bit. But you know they had the Super Bowl media night opening night, which is a by design a wholly absurd and just sort of loose and fun thing. And even here in Miami, like the so many of the players were talking about Kobe. Now they're getting asked about him, but the, the answers were probably the most profound of all the answers they gave during the whole hour. You know, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is like, I never, I never got to meet him. And, and uh, you could tell you, you know, a lot of them were like, they, they didn't, hadn't got to meet him. And they all thought a lot of them thought they were going to and wanted to. And, and like Mahomes was talking about like before games or during the weeks, I'll, I'll YouTube videos him talking about working out and talking about the pursuit of excellence and how, you know the Mamba mentality, and uh, it's funny because Kobe obviously can watch the highlights, and he's a, you know such a great player and five titles and the shots and the the courage to take the shots and the defense and everything. But I really, think it's him talking that sets him apart from other great athletes. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, and and maybe that's why I think a lot of people, whether you liked his game, I mean, he was easy to hate as a player and the Lakers are always easy to hate as a player. And, uh, even the Lakers sometimes hated Kobe. <laughs> He's a difficult guy, but that was his thing. And I was, I was taken by that as the, the, how many of the athletes, just the the utter respect for the level of effort he put into being a basketball player and then, uh, also being a father. And so I, I was, it was, I don't know. I mean, obviously he didn't, he didn't play college basketball, but he, I don't know,
2: feels wrong not to start a sports podcast without, without him. Sure. I mean, it's the most shocking, jarring news in sports that I can remember in a very long time. And, I, yeah, I think it rocked everybody for for a number of reasons. You said that, that I, I, I'm, I'm along with you. I'm not prone to overly, like, emotional reactions to things. And I, I was on the West Coast. I was at the San Francisco airport getting ready to fly home. And I found myself on my flight. All of a sudden, I'm like, I texted like 60 people like, hey, thinking about you, just in case, you know, what if you don't get a chance to tell them that again? You know, I mean, I think that it brought home a mortality in such a shocking way that uh, it really, you know, it, it hits you. He's 41 years old. He's got everything in the world and boom, gone. He may be not universally loved, but universally respected. Your point there that his ability to articulate How he thought, how he went through his life, what was important to him set him apart in a different way. He was one of the most intelligent athletes I think we've uh, seen come through in quite a while, and, you know, one of the saddest things of this was I think he was just hitting his stride in what he was going to be afterwards, and what he was going to be afterwards might have been greater than what he was as a player. You know, between when you take that intelligence and that drive and that curiosity – and you apply it all of a sudden in your 40s with, you know, when, you, when you're free of this, this other all-consuming thing. Boy, I think there was no limit to what Kobe Bryant was going to do with the world. But the one other thing I wanted to bring up was just you wrote a great column Monday about Kobe the dad. Um, you know, and I think that was one thing pro- certainly that resonated with me and, and probably with you as well. One of the reasons Kobe had a helicopter was to condense his amount of time spent on his other things so that he could have more time with his kids so that he could fly to train and then be back in time to do carpool. And as we should have many times, we have arranged the podcast like around to make sure you could go to carpool or to make sure that I can go to a swim meet. And you know, that dad time is so, so important. I'm sure that we have many listeners that can understand moms as well that, that, you do whatever you can to make that time because, boy, if, if it's ever been seen more precious and fleeting than now, I, I don't know when. The work family balance is something that every single
1: person, you know, it's the challenge. I, I know Mark Cuban, it says, you know, I can't buy time. Mm-hmm. You know, I got I can buy anything but time. And Kobe was trying to buy time. He lived down in um, Huntington Beach, if you know Los Angeles at all. And it's where his his wife grew up in that area, and uh, it's a absolutely beautiful place to live. I mean, you know, you live in you'll go down there, and you're like, why wouldn't I live here? Well, his job was in downtown L.A., and his training facility was in near LAX, and and most people uh, are going to live on the west side of L.A. for that. That's where LeBron lives. You know, that's where the that's why Beverly Hills has got all so so much money or Brentwood or any of these these towns. These uh, I don't know what they're called neighborhoods or cities of of L.A. You make up L.A. and uh, he didn't do it. And and, and it was he said uh, he wanted him to grow up in in uh, Orange County. But, you know, it could be, you know, anyone who's driven any been in L.A. could take an hour to get to practice, could take two hours. So you have to leave. Two freaking hours, and then he would work and work and work till exhaustion almost every day. I mean, load management. This dude didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, he not about that. Man. You know, he was the opposite of like Iverson always had it right. Like, what are we yeah. talking about here, man? I'll, <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Ball goes up. Iverson AI is there. The answer's coming. Kobe's like, no, nah, I'm going to punch a dude out in practice. Like, yeah. I don't care. And uh, he wanted to do carpool like literally talks about this in, 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 a, on a bar stool podcast yeah. and his wife's like, you don't have to do carpool. He goes, "No, I want to do carpool. And, uh, you know, I have a high school freshman and I drive her to school, uh, mm-hmm. uh when I'm, when I'm home every, every day. And I, I'm cherishing it because by the time she's high school junior, <laughs> she's driving herself, you know, yeah. like you can see the sands, but you, he could see the sands of the hourglass when they were five. And, you know, every twenty minutes, and then the tragedy of it is, you know, he has a seventeen-year-old daughter. Well, those conversations he did have, uh, they did count because there yeah. wasn't an unlimited amount, and so, you know, I, you know, and I think Kobe, he was one of the most confident people I ever met. I, I first covered him at ABCD camp. He was sixteen. He wanted to be. He knew he was great. I didn't want to be. The dude goes to high school in Lower Marion. Pennsylvania outside Philly and everyone, you know, he's the superstar and it's coming to prom his senior year. As I heard, heard the story, obviously not tuned into the social circles of the lower Marion, 1996 uh, (laughs) high school class, but I'm surprised. Yeah. You know, I mean, Kobe, Kobe's prom date, you know, Kobe's probably going to do all right. If whoever he asks probably going to say yes. And he just goes out and asks the singer Brandy, who was on this hit show back then, Moesha, remember that? Yeah. yeah. I forget her last name. She was huge. Oh, yeah. If if you're younger, I mean, she was the singer and the actress and, like, every single high school kid in the country probably had a crush on Brandy. Yeah. And he gets her on the phone somehow and pulls this (laughs) off, and she goes to the prom and lower Marion, I was like, that's preposterous. Like, <laughs> in, in, high school basketball is not what it is now. Like, Bronny right. James is on a- 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 TV every week. Nobody knew this guy was. Kids right. went to college for three, four years. He's And then he's just like, yeah, I ain't going to college. I ain't doing college. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Kobe. Shoot Let's your shot, man. But he shot his Shoot shot, shot He shows up. And then he, and he got on an episode of Moesha. <laughs> so I was like, but it wasn't like they were all in L.A. together or something or somehow like right. he just got yeah. that done. <clears throat> so that, that was one I remember being. But he really was the one. I know Kevin Garnett was first on the prep to pro, but I don't know that Kevin Garnett, I don't know what his academics levels were. He had a whole bunch of different stuff. Kobe right. was truly the one that sat there and said, Duke, Caroline, i go anywhere. Nah. Yeah. You know, and it right. was just straight up like, I don't need it. And and he really started trying, which is not, you know, he, and then showed he didn't need it. But I just want to yeah. go back to one thing. Uh, you said you called like 60, you're, you know, like 60 people that you care about in your life. Yeah. Text them. As, yeah. I, I did not get a text. <laughs> about- <laughs> I'm like number sixty one. What?
2: <laughs> yeah, you were like sixty seven. I think. Uh, yeah. Dude, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, Pete was so, like seventy one. So, yeah. You know, well, I okay. don't expect Pete you to get a text. <laughs> Sully was <He's> one hundred and thirty two. Te- <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I mean, was, I'm looking through. I'm scrolling oh. through the thing right now. I, <laughs> I was texting people I have not talked to in a long oh, time. Oh, oh. All
1: right. All right. Well, I and love you, not Pat. Talk if to anything me, yeah, goes. Yeah. Yeah. If anything I, goes down. You just I talk to you, you more on. than
2: I want to. So, geez. I'm just happy to be
0: here. It kind of hurt. Yeah. kind of hurt, didn't it, <laughs> Sully? That kind of hurt the rankings. I'm happy to be here. I'm in the building. <laughs> I'm like Rutgers in the basketball rankings. I'm like, I mean, <laughs> it's not a
1: short flight from San Francisco to Louisville. You, plenty of time to send me a text.
2: I didn't get around to it until the connecting flight, <laughs> Minneapolis to Louisville, much shorter flight. So only time to get 60 done. Like I said, you were 67. Maybe on my next flight, I'll get around to you. All
1: right. Well, one of these days.
2: We'll see. I'll <laughs> work on my
1: moving up in the rankings. <laughs> Bless Kobe Bryant, man. Uh, yeah. So cast a pall over everything, but we're going to persevere here at the Yahoo Sports Club college podcast we'll have the mamba mentality he would not that's right i i you know they canceled that laker game laker clipper game mm-hmm. and it's probably the right thing to do but I, I just remember hearing the news going i don't think kobe would like that
2: <laughs> no <laughs> I, I think he'd want him to go the play clippers. and like scratch go, each other's eyes ass. out for 48 yeah, right.
1: minutes you know right especially the clippers although he almost yeah. became a clipper at least he was threatening to become a clipper right, right. Point. Um. all right so it's super bowl yeah super bowl rosters by the numbers Who had the most players in the Super Bowl? Pretty interesting little list here. Okay. Yep, I'm ready. Do you know it? No. Lay it on me. Okay. I don't read Sully's rundowns ever. Okay, good. Don't read the run. I didn't. I don't have them. Sully had them. Yeah. Let's give credit. See, Kobe's going to bring out the good in all of us. Let's the good, goodwill, (laughs) good job, Sully. (laughs) I'm sitting in Sully's hotel room. By the way, he's at the Super Bowl too. We're taping in his hotel room. It's like eight in the morning. He some reason had the heat up to like ninety seven degrees in here. I think he's like turning into like the old man down here in Miami. It's a little chilly out there for you.
0: Miami is is really sinking into me. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And the people in forty five
2: twenty two next door are very very pleased with this. uh, Not happy with this this going on. Oh,
0: it's eight a.m. They'll be fine.
1: All right. Okay. So I'll give you get three school choices on who had who is – there's a three-way tie for number okay. one with the most players in the Super Bowl. I'll give you three choices see if you get any
2: of the three. Okay. I did look through – I looked through the rosters, but not really with that in mind last night. I was looking mostly for guys like that played uh, in the playoff of the BCS championship game and things like that. But I did see – okay, I saw – I'm going to say uh, LSU, one of them? The LSU has got five. They are tied for okay. number one, yes.
1: Okay. A few. Uh, how about Oregon. Oregon, no. Okay, they. I think is that OU. They are, they have three, or is that Oklahoma? That's Oklahoma. Okay, okay. Oklahoma okay. and or OU. There's, right. there's Oregon, UO. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Whatever you guys. They, they try to screw things up out there.
2: <laughs> and uh, what about uh, Penn State? I saw a few Penn State. Penn State, yes,
1: also has okay. five. Okay, very interesting. Also with five, Iowa Hawkeyes. Really. Yeah, yes. little
2: George Kittle and
1: and others yeah. and others. Yeah, LSU with five goes to my. I had a, an NFL like a player personnel guy about six seven years ago said we should just draft LSU and Alabama players. <laughs> why <are> we <laughs> doesn't really work that way, but he had a point. Okay, tied at second with four. This is where it gets very interesting. Florida maybe not a no. surprise. Vanderbilt
2: why with four. Really? Stanford with four. Uh, I saw a few Stanford some Solomon Thomas, some Richard Sherman from the Harbaugh There was a year Shaw.
1: There was a year UMass had uh two starters. What? Really? Uh, they had Victor Cruz and somebody else. Cameron. Wow. I'm not really up on my
2: UMass football. Where's Pete when we need him? We finally need Pete. <laughs> this would be a time we do need Pete.
0: The one time, <laughs> the one time of the year we need Pete. Speaking of nerd schools though, they are between the Ivy Leagues, Duke, Vandy and Stanford. I mean, we we already got uh 8 of those, but they have 12 players between those uh between those institutions. Pretty crazy. Really? Wow. You
2: and you know what, if you if you want to count Notre Dame as a nerd stool,
0: you they you'd throw right. in a few more yeah, there, a couple but, too. Uh, Three,
2: they got 3,
1: three Notre Dameers, Three yeah. Domers. Uh Ohio State Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Clemson with three. Okay. and uh, Twelve teams have three. By conference, SEC 32, Big mm. Ten 22, ACC 17, Pac-12 16, Big, Big 12 12. <clears throat> Group of uh, five, conference USA 11, Mountain West 9, Max 6, AAC 6, Sunbelt 4, 15 FCS in the Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I always find that pretty interesting. I, I remember doing – a the one year, um, the Mac had – I think they either had the most kids in or they were way up there. And I did a column on all the Mac kids that got in. And it was like – you know, you had Ben Roth. It was a Steelers. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, who's that big lineman they had? Tough, tough defensive lineman from uh, – I think he went to Kent. I can't. Remember. It was also National Signing Day during the week, oh, yeah. and I remember asking them all, like James Harrison from Kent yeah. State, is a yeah. you know, great player for the Steelers. He and actually
0: I, punked Charles and uh, and Therese last year at the Super Bowl. That was hysterical. He
1: did. He scared him like he was going to beat him
0: up or something, right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he 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 got both of their faces. It was so funny and total shock. He pretended he's- he
1: was
2: mad and was going to
1: attack them while right. they were interviewing him and they were Man. scared.
2: I, James Harrison. If James Harrison was mad way. at me, I would run the other way as fast as I could. Dude, dude is <clears>
0: yeah, that is he's a scary still, person. He's
2: still built like
0: he could play. So uh, yeah.
2: He came, he he retired and
1: came back like one time. <laughs> right. Anyway, I asked James Harrison, I said, How was your be your like hat ceremony, nah. your senior year of high school? And he's like, There'd only be one hat.
2: <laughs> they probably didn't even it. make only hats. one offer one offer yeah, yeah.
1: so you never know
2: uh, that's part of the part of the thing though so, i mean you, you these guys you can come from anywhere and make it you know it's one of the great things about football. malcolm butler yeah arguably i mean at least one of the five biggest plays in the
1: history of the super bowl but potentially the biggest they're the most yeah. right the greatest play right. in super bowl history I, I mean that's a hard hard one to come up with um I don't know if it's number one, but it's right there. Malcolm Butler yeah. That's from West Alabama. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, uh, That's... anything could happen. So yeah. this is uh, it'll be fun to see. And uh, it, it shows the players come anywhere. But I like that 15 FCS guys, because, you know, when you're sitting in FCS and you're watching the Super Bowl in the dorm, you know, and you're like, I'm going to play in that game. and Everyone in the dorm laughs. Right. Yeah. And there's 15 dudes that are here. So, yeah,
2: you're, you're at Abilene Christian or wherever, you know, or North Dakota State or, or James Madison. Yeah, I'm going to play in that game. Yeah, sure you are. Sure you are. Hey, some of them do. So, I want to start with Mahomes. Yes. What do you
1: remember of Mahomes as a college player? Uh, cause this feels like the guy that, I mean, look, he went to Texas Tech. They, they put up, you know, sick numbers. I, I am actually writing one of the epic athletes, uh, my current epic athlete that I'm writing the books for the middle school kids is, is Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. So I've now studied up on the Texas Tech, the vaunted Texas Tech teams from that era. Um, <laughs> there's no D. Can't You you can spell Texas Tech without a D. <laughs> Can't spell Red Raider without two of them. But uh, yeah. What do you remember about Mahomes and, and what you heard about him? Because clearly this guy was a lot better than everyone thought.
2: Yeah, and and, I mean, you certainly did hear about him, about just the talent, you know, and I mean, the athleticism and the arm strength. You heard about that, but I mean, I never went and saw him play because his team was never any good. And you go back and you look at, at the score like his junior year, they were five and seven, which is why the biggest reason why I remain completely amazed that Cliff Kingsbury has an NFL head coaching job, that Patrick Mahomes was his quarterback and he went five and seven. But here's why. Defense gave up 66 to Iowa State, 45 to Texas, 66 to Oklahoma in the epic 66-59 game that everybody still remembers when it was Mahomes against Baker Mayfield, 48 to West Virginia, 44 to Kansas State, 45 to Louisiana Tech, 68 to Arizona State. It was just, I mean, they averaged 43.7 points per game, Mahomes junior year, and they gave up 43.5. So, I mean, it was just, they, you know, you heard about him, but he honest to God, Dan, he was basically like this desert myth, you know, you'd see some highlights, but I don't know many people in the net that covered national college football that went to see him play. You'd see some highlights and you'd hear about this, you know, ridiculous talent and this athlete out there, but. He just kind of never made his way into the mainstream because they didn't win enough. the five and seven junior year they went seven and five as a
1: sophomore. They beat Texas at Texas, which Texas Tech doesn't do, and right. then that was the year you thought, okay, can they get to I think they beat Arkansas that year. you know, can they get to yeah. uh he they had a little rivalry going uh Brett Bielema and and uh and Kingsbury, yeah, these two young coaches that were going to change college football forever. <laughs> In, yeah right yeah. now oh well neither of them now college
2: football coaches yeah
1: yeah but yeah no there's no there was no defense on that team i don't even know if kingsbury ever signed a recruit to play defense i think his <laughs> entire recruiting classes he would he would recruit five qbs uh fought like f- uh, 15 wide receivers and like two o linemen that was <laughs> at one point so they had baker mayfield at texas tech yeah Okay, Baker Mayfield hosted Mahomes on his recruiting visit Mm. and then Mayfield leaves before Mahomes gets there. They also had Davis Webb. Yeah. Who eventually transferred to Cal because Mahomes beat him out. And he is, I think, with the Bills. He's a backup, but he played some with the the Giants. I mean, he's an NFL quarterback. Okay, and they had Jared Stidham committed. I mean, they had a pipeline of quarterbacks heading to Lubbock to play for Kingsbury. I mean, mm-hmm. that's for Texas tech. That is, that's four NFL quarterbacks in a all b- bunched up. That's crazy. Yeah. That and and we're talking a number one pick. There's two high or what? Uh, yeah. Number one pick. Mahomes is an MVP he had a Heisman winner and MVP. I mean, this is basically every commercial on TV is either Mayfield or, Mahomes right now they're like, they're <laughs> dueling insurance salesmen. <laughs>
2: right, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep. but yeah, that, I mean those teams are crazy. These these stats are insane. But I I do remember watching and I they used to just kind of bother me because it was like watching a basketball game. Like you, do, right. you knew they couldn't stop anybody, and then guys and then not only would they not stop anyone but it'd be like all right now baylor's got the ball and it's like they throw and there's a guy like nobody within 15 (laughs) yards in the middle of i mean it's like come on like
2: yeah yeah you could watch Mahomes lead some drive and then you know go and get a beer and by the time he got back to the couch the, the other team had scored too so i mean they canceled each other out they were not I didn't find them that fun to watch for that reason because it was just it was it was rather predictable that they were just never going to stop anyone. It was probably a bit frustrating on his behalf, but I mean that's uh, Cliff Kingsbury actually Baker Mayfield transferred because they weren't even after be, playing well as a freshman throwing for 2300 yards, they weren't going to give him a scholarship. He was a walk-on and he wasn't going to get a scholarship his next year. So that's when he left. Cliff Kingsbury did not want to give Baker Mayfield a scholarship. Ends up the number Maybe. one pick.
1: Well, that's a sign. I yeah. don't know. Right. Turns out they're number one pick. I don't know. And then Mayfield had a bunch of friends at Tech. He'd go back there in the off season. He'd come back at Norman and hang around on the Tech like Tech campus. They said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. amazing collection of talent there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Vincent, by the way, was also uh, at uh, he has a freshman quarterback. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, I think
1: everybody. That's why he's, a, you know, he just couldn't recur defense. That's why he lost all the games. But so I don't know. Pretty interesting guy. George Kittle. George Kittle got offered a scholarship on signing day to right. Iowa. And he yeah. grew up in Norman, Oklahoma. So Oklahoma didn't want him and nobody else wanted him. Well, I think he had other offers, but at the last minute on the last day, he he took a he got the offer from Iowa and went there. And he's obviously going to be a huge thing. So, you know, he's at a big time school, at least a power five. A, I mean mean, a great program, but that's pretty wild. And so it kind of just shows, that, you know, whatever, whatever you call.
0: He averaged a catch a game. How do you not get that guy to the ball more? I know it's wanted the, the yeah. Iowa offense, but. Yeah, he but no, a but freak. He, well, they, and they love oh, tight. Yeah,
1: that, that's all he offered, one
2: catch? Yeah, well, he, well he, had, he had 48 catches and 48 games played. In 2013, as a freshman, he was listed as an athlete because he wasn't just a tight end because he was that kind of an athlete. But he had five catches for 108 yards as a freshman. As a sophomore, he had one catch for 25 yards. As a junior, <laughs> he was the fourth leading receiver on the team with 20 catches. And then as a senior, he was the third leading receiver with 22. I mean, he was a non-factor. He never had more than 22 catches in a season. He's now an absolutely unstoppable NFL force. It's crazy. Man, that is some, yeah, that's not great coaching. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He
1: probably worked a lot harder or something, but wow. I didn't realize that. How about the one catch season? One catch. As a Put the whole year's work in. Yeah. Every well, single Gabe played rep. 12
2: games. He was probably one of those Kirk Ferentz, like, you know, special teams guys. Yeah, he had a couple of tackles, so yeah. yeah, he probably ran down on punts and kickoffs and stuff and was on kickoff return. He had a one kickoff return for minus nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was a kick returner? I, who knows? I mean, he maybe
1: he was back. That like, must have been him. a front, like a a, a squib kick. Yeah, Ooh, probably. Like, but like, still. I know Iowa struggles to get squibs. Speed, but if you've got your <laughs> tight end, <laughs> <laughs> be the most Iowa thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your kick returner? Oh, we got a we got
2: a left guard uh, and a, yeah. and a tight end back there. It's our all hands yeah. team. Had another kickoff return as a junior for two yards. So Man. <laughs> good Boy. hands. They bail. Hey, talk- yeah, this guy talk about underutilized. Holy moly. 22 catches was his most in the season. I think he had that many against the Broncos alone last year.
1: All right. Any of these other guys stand out? Garoppolo, obviously, no. nobody heard of. He was a,
0: no. went to Northwestern. They took Trevor Simeon instead. Uh, CBS Chicago had this story. Um, yeah. and, and Fitzgerald was like, yeah, you know, well, everybody in the Big Ten and the MAC could have taken him, but that's recruiting. Yeah.
1: But he went to Eastern Illinois, which is the same yeah. place as Romo. Right. right. So, that I mean, that's – Eastern Illinois has got two Super Bowl quarterbacks, and they're both devastatingly handsome. I mean, like, <laughs> right. I, mean I, That's, I don't um, know. That not like, like my school criteria, <laughs> but if, like, all of a sudden, like a t- whole bunch of <laughs> young ladies across the Midwest, like, I think I'm going to apply to Eastern Illinois. They seem to have something in the
2: water over there. Uh, in Charleston, Illinois, right? Isn't that where Eastern Illinois is? Yeah. Yeah. Charleston, Ever been there? yeah. I have not. I have driven
1: by that. Have you? I think. Isn't there a highway near there? Ah. Or or doesn't it connect? Let me work on that. Hang on. It's way down there, like by Terre Haute. No, I think maybe I've driven from Terre Haute to like St. Louis. I think you go near it. Yeah, 57
2: is near there. Yes, and 57 does run Chicago to St. Louis. They have a bar called Dirty's. I don't Char- know why I never went to Dirty Yeah, Char- how did this Char- happen? Charleston not far from Mattoon, Illinois. There's your, uh, okay. your metropolitan area. <laughs> <laughs> the Twin Cities. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> Sean Payton also went to Eastern Illinois, right? Crazy. Yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, okay, so Here Mattoon is to the west of Charleston and then Embarrass, Illinois is to the east. <laughs> you, that's pretty,
1: pretty much Illinois football history right there <laughs> the yes, name of their is. book embarrass <laughs> Illinois <Yeah. laughs> like on Wisconsin <laughs>
0: that, was, that was the first draft of Illinois fight song was Embarrassed Embarrassed Illinois. Illinois. well <laughs> we're doing that
1: how the hell could a state this big suck so bad <laughs> <laughs> this is um, why
2: illinois football sucks all the good players in eastern illinois yeah right the end of the super bowl quarterbacks <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Embarrass illinois
2: yep take take route 16 out of charleston first thing oh, you get yeah. to embarrass old 16 yeah uh, richard sherman's in the game
1: yeah still uh he's he, he's funny he's like a old soul trash talker now he picks his spots. He's not you mad bro anymore. He was funny. I listened to him at the media day, but he he ain't afraid now. That's not, there's no Uh like, but he's just, you know, picking his spot. He's veteran, veteran trash talk guy. He is still beefing uh, with Jim Harbaugh from his days at Stanford. Really? Uh, Yes. He was asked by the Mercury news about it. And he said, had asked if they had mended their, their feud. He said, there is nothing to mend. The bridge was burned down, torn down, and built another bridge in another place. Wow. But the bridge in this particular relationship will never be rebuilt. I don't think he's interested in it, and I'm not interested in it. So Sherman, uh, yeah, the the issue here is that Sherman says that the Stanford coach, uh, that Harbaugh blamed, allegedly blamed him for quitting on the team after Sherman underwent season-ending knee surgery in 2008. Sherman added this week that Harbaugh, who had taken over for Wall Harris, encouraged him to transfer to another school at the time. And then the whole coaching staff had trouble adjusting to Sherman's quote. Love this phrase uh, by the Mercury News. Colorful persona. Yeah. (laughs) During spring practice, he was a diva, end quote. Demanding quarterbacks throwing the ball, recalled Ron Lynn, the co-defensive coordinator. Lynn told Sherman, you're acting like a spoiled brat. I've coached really good players who don't act like that. But Sherman couldn't tamp it down. 2007, Harbaugh suspended his leading receiver for screaming at teammates on the sideline during a run-centric loss to Washington. (laughs) 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 Sherman double majored in communications and the classics. (laughs) I did not know he majored in the Wow. (laughs) This guy's fascinating. Yeah. And then Sherman said Harbaugh made him uh, do workouts at 530 in the morning and he still had a brace on. So he's he's bitter that his career almost
2: ended. Mm. And then they moved him to DB, which kind of worked out. Yeah, Yeah. worked out
0: pretty well. (laughs) So you can kind of thank him for his career. But yeah, so here's
1: a a classic. He I remember Sherman refused to go to USC because he wanted to be different. De- Sherman believes uh, everything he experienced at Stanford prepared him for NFL stardom. He said he was a rabble rouser and a contrarian growing up in Southern California. He came out of Compton as a raw, talented receiver who liked to challenge his mind as much as defensive backs. I and mean, this is a great quote. <laughs> I thought Stanford was on the East Coast with the Harvards and Yales, <laughs> he once told this news. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wait, Wait a minute. I he thought he was a, a straight black. Black. He didn't know what... where
2: Stanford was? No,
1: no. Sherman said he had to pass pre-calc and rhetoric writing classes the summer for his freshman year to prove he could handle Stanford's academic work. He got B's in both courses. instilling still in confidence he could compete in the classroom as well as the football field. I have no problem dying on the sword for what I really believe. Stanford reestablished that. This is a nice story, actually, in a Richard Sherman-esque way. Yeah, right, right. Some so he comes out of Compton Dominguez wow. is so like so unaware of the world. He doesn't know that, that the school he chose is on the West Coast <laughs> in his same state. Got... In the same state, he thinks he's flying to Connecticut or something to go to Yale. <laughs> I don't know what he thought. <laughs> oh, Wait, so phenomenal. Mean, it's not a, <laughs> a six hour flight. It's just a... <laughs> You mad, bro? And they're like, you're, I mean, come on. Uh, they're not, a, a, I've been to Compton Dominguez. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, they're going to have great <laughs> students everywhere, but that's, that is a leap. Yeah. Good for him. Because <laughs> he is smart, man. There's no question Richard Sherman is smart. Oh, yeah. This is actually like college sports at its best and worst. Right. Like, uh, you got a broken knee, run some sprints at 5 30 and transfer, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, this guy made I mean, this is just against all odds. What are totally. the odds?
2: does personality, know the school, man.
1: What state, what coast the school is located on. It's up getting a classics degree. <laughs> I'm going to try to talk to Richard Sherman today about the classics. You should. See yeah, if get, find out his favorite see, classics. <laughs> impossible at media night because it's like you're trying to get yeah, first no. of you get one question in that's it there's no follow-ups but even if like a guy will be talking like about something like well you know, I just want to say my my high school coach passed away this week and I, I he, you know he'll he'll be talking about some emotional thing and great right, and all of a sudden there's like some guy with a puppet <laughs> <laughs> yeah going like ah I see you had Pat Mahomes's hair how'd you look you know like in the Come on, like
2: That's, we uh yeah <laughs> poor guy's Went like breaking
1: I, down crying and he's gotta get badgered by like the late night talk show puppet.
2: When I uh when I covered the Super Bowl semi regularly in the nineties, we referred to those guys as rally killers. You know, you'd get somebody talking about something personal, emotional, and then yeah, here comes the dork to ask the stupid <laughs> question, just blow up the whole interview.
1: I don't even I don't even care as a reporter. I just feel bad for the athletes. They're, yeah. they're like they're so scared to say something stupid that they're going to be on the like Jimmy Kimmel or somebody. Right. I don't even know if it's Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know what shows they're going to make fun of them. So they're all yeah. like on edge. And I'm like, I don't get where we have a system where the NFL basically sets it up where total morons could just heckle <laughs> these dudes. because yeah, it's right. the only time you would dare like sit there and try to taunt like George Kittle. Like I got like you, <laughs> if you or if I, Bill Belichick or whatever these you know right. like you got the stones to walk up to him and do it face to face like where he can actually do something but there's
2: a little you know they know hey <laughs> let's to yeah. you hey Nick Bosa let me make you look like an idiot <laughs> hey, Nick Bosa yeah. what
1: do you think like oh my god yeah. I just feel bad for the players it's so uncomfortable and they have to like no. sit there and be like yeah I really like it yeah yeah oh my god. Anyway, um, <laughs> we go on the Super Bowl. So, all right, it's Sherman. That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know how we're doing. I want I want a uh, full report on his classics. I'm gonna see what we get. We'll see. Check yeah. Yahoo Sports all week. I may have a story on this. All go. right, last one because I got to go get a shuttle bus. So you get an abbreviated version. Tough, tough deal. A, uh, I think we have uh, real men of genius. Remember the marketing kit? There was a there was a radio ad. Like, real- yeah, I don't know oh, what yeah. he were what were they Bud pitching Light. on that? Bud Light, Bud Light, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the man who invented the taco salad. The t- yeah. I remember that one. <laughs>
0: Mr. Giant taco
1: salad inventor. Tell your wife I'm eating a salad. It's <laughs> loaded up with beef and
2: cheese. <laughs> no, it I'm not eating tacos. I'm eating a taco salad. <laughs> it was a genius ad campaign. It was I, a great was ad that. campaign. Well, we have a candidate.
1: Uh, Clinton Hill man. Clinton Hill is in Brooklyn. Uh, Floyd Hayes has uh, decided to register as an emotional support animal quote, his beer. (laughs) Uh, His emotional support animal is beer (laughs) and he's registered it with the state of New York or the U.S. government. I think U.S. Um (laughs) Hoping the certification will allow him access to public transit in possession of a beer. (laughs) I quote, I travel upstate to Brooklyn a lot or from Brooklyn, I'm guessing. Yeah. uh, And on the bus, they say it's a federal crime to smoke or have an alcoholic beverage unless by prior written consent. And I always wondered where you get that consent. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: quote he had to add this not that i'm an alcoholic <laughs> no you're not, alcoholic. Of not you
2: just i just want drink. to carry an <laughs> open container of beer with me wherever i go
1: <laughs> yeah oh riding the bus nobody wants to ride the bus upstate <laughs> i don't blame him he says uh enjoys seasonal ipas and likes to drink local preferring the brooklyn brewery six point and coney island brewery my god um he hasn't tried it yet but an employee at the USA Service Dog Registration who declined to give her name was not amused by Clinton, the Clinton Hill man's shenanigans and said that registering his beer with the company would not provide him any benefits.
0: <laughs> Boo.
2: He can register his beer all day long. It's not going to get him anywhere. How could you not be amused by that? You must be the least fun employee of all time to not be amused by what? What's our guy's angry. name? Is it Floyd? Floyd. Floyd, I love Floyd. Free Floyd. Free
1: Floyd Hayes. Yeah. Um, they, this bitter quote from this bureaucrat. This will not get you into Walmart. It will not get you into Denny's. It will only protect you where you're renting. So he can drink in his, his room, I guess. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, this is America. <laughs> Jeez. I'm drinking a beer wherever hey, I'm renting. Who is this person? I want to know who this unnamed source yeah. is, the doctor of the Brooklyn paper.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Anyway, cool. Floyd, there's a picture of Floyd. He's got his little, he's got his application and yeah. he's drinking a beer in front of his apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, good on you, man. <laughs> I he love Floyd. He has registration code 108
2: 5780 890 Emotional support beer. That is the best thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> he yeah. won't, won't get you into Walmart. Remember, do you remember the woman who was riding around her uh, little shopping, yeah. motorized shopping cart, drunk at Walmart?
1: Who hasn't drunk and drank at Walmart? It's yeah. part of the. Uh, it says uh, in his his, his application, <laughs> he says the beer does not require any additional training, like other <laughs> support dogs. <laughs> it comes up, comes off all as is, and uh, is doing it to manage his social anxiety disorder. That's so great. I don't mean it in a heady mental health manner. More if you go to a party and want to break the ice. That's it. <laughs> that's, I love this
2: guy. That's tremendous. I did. Uh, actually, I contemplated in the '90s when I was first starting to write a column, contacting baseball. They said, "Yeah, same thing. You have to get express written consent to to reproduce the video." Like, like I just, just oh, to yeah. see what kind of bureaucratic right. hoops you had to jump through. <laughs> but this is much better, Floyd. Much better idea for how to be a wise ass. I salute. Good job,
1: Floyd. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you'll be enjoying the Super Bowl, drinking some beer. <laughs> all right. We'll be back next week. I got to catch a shuttle bus, so we're a little short today. Sorry. NFL bus will not wait for me. Sam will be back from his Caribbean island. We'll be back. Well, yeah, yeah. He's off suntanning and whatever he's doing. Probably eating healthy, even on vacation, doing yoga or something. Of course. God, just get drunk <laughs> on the beach, would you? Anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk to you all next week.
2: Take care.